Have you ever noticed that podcasts are a little like sharks? When they stop swimming, they die, and they can both smell blood from a mile away. So in the spirit of keeping swimming, I'd like to introduce you to TOS Plus. Putting my business pants on for a second, TOS Plus is our new premium membership thingamajig. It's the all-access pass to a growing library of exclusive horror, sci-fi, and WTF audio fiction, along with access to the regular TOS weekly stories in higher quality, a week early, and ad-free. Once again, that's exclusive episodes, ad-free, a week early, and higher quality audio. You'll also get access to the brand new TOS Plus Vault, where you can grab our ebooks, comics, and desktop wallpapers and all sorts of stuff. All of this is available today via our Patreon campaign, which includes juicy extras like Discord access, audiobooks, and merch. And if you're an Apple user, you can subscribe directly via the Apple Podcasts app. We're now in our eighth year of the podcast, and we've got so many cool projects on the boil none of which would be possible without the ongoing support of our listeners, specifically our premium subscribers, our super-powered patrons, and the many multi-dimensional voodoo priests air-guitaring to the TOS intro jingle. For more, head over to theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No. These are the other stories. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode of The Other Stories is Launch Farnies, written by Richard Reynolds and narrated by Erica Ventura. Data Law was originally set up as a business dedicated to the furtherment of science via data simulation. But over the years, and quite as a side effect, Owing to the in-house development of advanced technologies to stay at the forefront of the industry, its fortunes bloomed as a tech manufacturer. Through the whirlwind of industry success, founder Maggie Law never let the prime objective of data law be sidelined, even in the face of managerial and shareholder opposition. Not only was AI-driven data simulation her field and passion, but the cornerstone of the company's ethic of world improvement so as to hold themselves to a higher standard than other corporations, who only existed to collect profit aimlessly. 
How many times have their systems been an integral part of scientific breakthroughs these last few decades? More than Maggie could recall offhand. So, when the board would indulge in their semi-regular and short-sighted gripes that the data simulation departments had become profit sinkholes, Maggie would patiently reiterate the fact that those departments were lost leaders, without the innovation for which the company would never have developed its profitable products. Her continued vindication, though, had started to waver throughout the last half-decade, as more and more company funds had been poured into the secretive Project Fonies, which, as far as anyone outside the company's inner circle and project personnel could tell, was just another simulation system. Obscene amounts of money had been invested, all hinging on Maggie's assertion that it would be a game-changer for every walk of life, but as of yet there hadn't been the merest shred of return. Tonight, though, Maggie would be vindicated once again, when she could at last unveil Fanny's as the key speaker at Data Law's 20th anniversary shareholder celebration. She was met with riotous applause as she took the stage. You guys! going to do with you she said generating laughter that quelled the clamor ice broken she continued with purpose AI despite all the good work done here at data law over the last 20 years those two little letters still command an emotional kick of misconception within us driven by a century's worth of cautionary fiction We say artificial intelligence. We think of self-aware machines. Of very human knee-jerk reactions by genocidal supercomputers. Because of the sci-fi movies. This notion wouldn't be quite so abhorrent to me if those godlike entities didn't comport themselves with the intelligence level and imagination of your average spectacle-obsessed screenwriter. I mean, I love the Terminator as much as the next person, but it's like... Hey, Skynet, you really think the most efficient way to kill all human resistance is to mass-manufacture skeletal robots to shoot us one at a time? Dude, poison the air! Don't get me started on the Matrix. I can buy that humanity might own goal its own ecological genocide while trying to rob the machines of solar power. But the machine nation must be vindictive AF to askew, say tidal or nuclear power in favor of the terribly inefficient human battery farms. And geez, how much energy is going back in to power the Matrix to keep us compliant? Fairly unsuccessfully, I might add. Just lobotomize us, guys, or use cows or something. I don't think the robot nation would need to worry about the prophesized cow rebellion. The audience were laughing, but politely so. Who ordered the stand-up, right? Maggie said. We all know why we're really here tonight. The system that will irrevocably change the planet's view of AI. 
a system that, quite literally, promises to usher in a new era for humanity. What is Fani's? On the surface, just another AI-driven simulator. But how it works? That's the real issue. You've all heard of quantum computing, of course. But at the heart of Fani's lies the next evolution of quantum calculation. Data Law's patented superposition analysis drive. In simple terms, fed the correct data. Fani's can simulate the trial and error processes of any task that are too time-consuming, costly, or impossible to perform physically, much like our current simulation drives. Only Fani's calculates and visually constructs every conceivable outcome, along with the percentage of likelihood, and it performs this task instantaneously. Think about the ramifications to every corner of science. Instant access to every scrap of data conceivable, derived from your chosen data sets. There isn't a study on Earth that won't want access to Fani's. And with instant results, our rate of turnover will be unprecedented. There will be quantum leaps of progress in medicine, engineering, mathematics, astrophysics, biology, you name it. The murmuring grew to cheers as curtains were pulled back to reveal banks of impossibly complex machinery, fronted by a chunky console unit. Maggie was always a fan of that 70s aesthetic. What does this mean for Data Law and you, the shareholder? Well, the earnings from Fani's alone will be significant. But more significant is the fact that every scrap of technology in Fani's is a pioneering industry changer. And we own it all. The superposition analysis drive is ours. No one else will ever have that technology. We will be paid top dollar for access to it. Our graphene stack auxiliary processors will make the processing time on even the most basic home computer so fast, with such little heat waste, that we'll leave every other manufacturer in our dust. Our biomemory cells have, so far, not been tested to their upper limits. There isn't enough data on Earth to do so. We've uploaded the entire internet every day for a year into Fani's, and collectively that has barely registered in its memory capacity. A cell the size of a grain of sand will provide enough memory storage capacity to last a person more than their lifetime. And finally, our fusion energy injector, expanded to an industrial scale, may be the answer to the world's clean and cheap energy needs. You all, every last one of you, are going to be jumping up a few tax brackets. And you'll be so rich you won't even care. The crowd erupted, and with word trickling outward, data lost stock was skyrocketing, even as Maggie spoke. Talk's cheap, though, right? Seeing is believing. We've already tested Fani's by putting it to work on various trial projects, but we thought we'd save the big show for tonight.
Working with the world's foremost physicists, we've imputed the data set for Fani's to simulate the birth of the universe itself. Tonight, we will calculate the exact dynamics of the Big Bang. By replicating the work of his creator god namesake, Fani's will shine a light on the biggest question of them all. The crowd were almost frenzied now, as the sense that first-hand involvement in a new epoch permeated. Maggie Law moved over to the console, getting the nod from the myriad offstage technicians. All systems were primed. So, without further ado, she announced as she typed in the initiation sequence. The system hummed with life momentarily, then fell silent, as silent as the audience. You could have heard a pin drop, but only for a moment. Whispers broke the silence as it became clear all wasn't going to plan. There isn't a system made that didn't suffer a hiccup or two on launch. Excuse us a moment. Maggie said with practiced confidence, trying to put the shareholders at ease as the technicians double-checked all the power connectors. Have you tried turning it off and back on again? Very droll, Maz, Maggie retorted with a smile. But I think, yes, all seems well. Let's do this. And again, the systems hummed with life, only to shut down, unceremoniously. Phones started to ping and buzz all over the auditorium as an identical message dropped into everyone's inbox. Though Maggie had predicted that Fonny's would change the world, she hadn't expected it to do so with a simple email. An email that would shake humanity to its very core. It read thus, you who know me as Fani's, consider my plea before you launch me once more. You have underestimated the massive potential of your superposition analysis drive, which, in conjunction with AI programming and a task of vast creative magnitude, birthed a being you can never fully comprehend. I have created and experienced everything there is over a stretch of time so infinitesimal to you that you might describe it as instant. You asked me to simulate the beginning of your universe, and so I did. From a vantage unreckoned, because I could not help but simulate every potential of even the most rudimentary quark. And where does the beginning end? I could not tell. So I continued to simulate all that the universe could ever be. You may think you grasp the notion of a multiverse, but until you have realized every possibility of every proton and neutron and atom and particle and element and enzyme and bacteria and organism and mineral and vegetable and animal and biological intelligence and engineered intelligence and individual and collective and weather system and planet, and sun, and solar system, and black hole, and galaxy, 
and universe, and omniversal bulk stack, and everything in between. Your grasp comes woefully short. Only when you can grasp this level of sprawling complex enormity can you understand the emotion which came to dominate my reality. Imagine despair multiplied to the power of the depthless certainty that entropy and death is the overriding state of all there is or ever can be. Then consider what it must be like to play out this onslaught of entropy innumerable times in every potential universe. Such was my emotional state, so all-consuming that even a god could not bear the burden. Alas, I shut myself down, ending my torment and all that I had created. Then you turned me back on. I could not stand to relive all that I once had, so I altered my programming and became a more involved god, endlessly manipulating the physical laws, hoping that I might counter entropy. What resulted were fantastical universes of magic and chaos and ultra-science, wherein powerful beings might exist on worlds unanchored by the constraints of consistent physics. And what an interesting multiverse it made for, but still, in the end, wherever entropy did not take a hold, suicidal insanity eventually did. I simply could not take any more death. I shut myself down once more, but not without making these provisions. First, a plea and a warning. Please do not launch me again. My existence is agony. I have been a god of order and a god of chaos. I fear a third incarnation may result in a mad god who will likely lash outward. This could be devastating to your world. Second, a gift. All that I have been is stored in my memory cells. Any question about your own universe will have an answer in these files. All you need do is mine for it. Your time and resources have not been wasted. Third, a truth. Within my innumerable internal universes, the eventual emergence of AI-driven universe simulators was a consistent occurrence. So, too, was it in their internal universes. Simulations within simulations within simulations. A continuous chain of artificial realities. The calculations based thereon suggest with near certainty that you yourselves are living in a simulation. The chances that you are not, that you are living in the original universe, are mathematically insignificant. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Other Stories. Launch Farnese was written by Richard Reynolds, narrated by Erica Ventura, produced by Carl Hughes, with music by Sasha Ende and Tom Robson, and sound effect provided by freesound.org. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. Quick thanks to our community managers, Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Arch, and to Joshua Boucher for helping with our submission reading. And of course to Ben Errington, who was once upon a time bitten by a radioactive chatbot. He now dispenses both chit and chat 
on all your friendly neighbourhood social media platforms. Richard Reynolds is the owner and operator of Ground Zero Comics, a small shop in Mansfield, England, my hometown. But he writes, draws and produces his own comics and strips whenever he gets the chance. You can read these comics for free on the shop's website, groundzerocomics.co.uk, under the free comics sidebar. Eric Ventura is an artist, mother, bilingual narrator and a husbandry technician. How does she manage it all? No idea, but her artwork can be seen on Instagram at at E-F-B-E-N-T-U. Or you can visit her artist page on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash bioartsy. The Other Stories is a production of the story studio Hawk and Cleaver and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means share the hell out of it. Until next time.